I'll let you take your seats. Um, try the first slide as well, so you get that up, so I can start explaining. Communion explained. I thought that was like a YouTube video title. I thought, I, I just, I feel like, really. And um, I feel like I've seen like a YouTube video where it was like sumo explained and like it was just all the explanation of how sumo wrestlers do things. Um, that's, that's my YouTube. Um, um, yeah, communion. It's, it's a bit weird. I've spent a lot of time leading communion at Kingdom Company and I was because of that, I've decided to do a lot of research, a lot of studying on communion. And I think not many people actually understand it or know why or what they're doing. Um, so, and me included before I started all that research and stuff, because it was just sort of thing where once, maybe once a month, someone would come out and just be like, here's your, here's your cup, here's your bread. Thanks, Jesus. Amen. And like, that was the kind of the vibe of most, but like, no one really knew, like, okay, let's do that. And then you'd sit awkwardly because you drank yours and ate yours too quick and everyone around you still doing it. And then, like, the next time you try and do it slow, but then you just drink the juice and you're, like, really slowly eating the bread. And then, like, there's all that sort of stuff going on. But, like, so let's figure out what's going on with communion. So um, there are a lot of weird things. And I'm going to try and go for the weirdest one first because um, just get it out of the way. And it's not one... It's one that you kind of think about, maybe, but never really brave enough to ask because it sounds stupid, but it's actually a really important question. So let's um, just get that slide up. Are we actually eating Jesus? <laughs> because you feel stupid asking that, but it's a very good question because he's, he, he said, this is my body, this is my blood, eat it and drink it and remember me, like, was he having a laugh? Was he just like joking about about it? Um, wait, did, is there another? Yeah, no. There you go. Right, no. Okay. But some Christians actually really do believe this. And they do believe that the bread and the, the wine or Vimto or whatever um, is Jesus. Or they believe that when we they pray over it, it is like Jesus in this. So there is like a focus on this bread and wine. Um, now the problem with this, God, he's... There's a small amount, potentially enough to modern science to clone him. I don't know. But essentially, here's, here's Jesus. If we, if we actually believe that this is Jesus' body and his blood, which it becomes pro problematic, really, because I don't really need to pray or I'll get my Bible out because I've got Jesus in my pocket. It's like Polly in my pocket. Polly Pocket, remember that? There was a little dot. My sister had them, Polly Pocket. I remember there was an advert. It was like, Oh, no, it was Puppy in My Pocket. That's the advert. It was a Puppy in My Pocket. <laughs> Me and my sister watched a lot of TV. <laughs> um, so it's, it's weird. You, this, this can easily become an idol if we actually believe that this is Jesus. And, um, and you, sooner or later, your faith isn't really in Jesus or speaking to him. I think it's like, well, I've got him here. I'll just rub my communion and my wishes come true. Um, so... What do we actually think then? What is actually happening? Because Jesus is present in communion, otherwise it'd be pointless as well. So the key to this is our faith in Jesus. Now I've spoken about this before once during when I led communion and um, I'm just going to go a bit of detail with this. It's, uh, oh, oh, I'm going to speak a bit more detail on it later. But um, when we take communion, our faith is in 
who Jesus is and all that he's done for us. And that is what's present with, that makes communion important. It's that our faith in Jesus during the communion, acknowledging and saying, thank you, Jesus, is where his presence is. Because it's, if it is just in the, in the bread and the wine, like I said, it's an idol. It becomes too much of a focus on this when it should be the focus on the remembering and Jesus and acknowledging what he's done. Does that make, does that make sense? That's, that's why. Because it, it could be a dangerous route of carrying communion in your pocket for your rest of your life. Um, but, okay, so then leading on to the other, like, other kind of question I thought was quite important. Um, oh, it's there. Thank you. Um, who is communion for? Because this then makes it tricky. Because for me to experience communion properly, that means I've kind of got to know Jesus a bit and understand him. So then does that make it complicated that only Christians can take communion, that this is only for Christians to do? And potentially, yeah. So our faith is in who Jesus, and it makes us present in communion. So, but if communion is a way for someone to understand and come closer to God, like, are we going to stop that? It's, it's tricky. I'm, I'm, I'm expressing the confusion in this today. I'm, it's, it is tricky because as well in some churches, you cannot take communion at all if you're not a Catholic maybe or if you're not part of that community. They won't let you take communion. And me as a Christian, if I turn up and I want to take communion, I, I want to take communion. I am a Christian. So if, if they say me no, I'll be a bit annoyed sometimes. So then it feels, it feels a bit bad for me to some non-Christian to turn up and be, be like, ah, no, 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 not for you. Like, it just feels, it feels awkward. And I struggle with it, and I don't know. So, will a Christian take, will, no, will a non-Christian take in communion, fully understand the purpose of communion without having a faith and taking part of it? No, not really. Not, they won't. But they can begin to understand it. So, communion isn't. Um, these, so I'll, again, I'll start with a, Maybe a controversial one. This is probably one where people might disagree with me. Um, but a time to repent. Um, so, again, like I said, if I'm, if you think I'm wrong, come tell me, show me some stuff. Like, but as I said, I've I've done a lot of like reading and stuff on communion, and there's hardly any verses on it, on communion as a whole. Like, there's four and a half, um, just chapters. So there's Matthew 26, Luke 22. Mark 22, which is a coincidence, 1 Corinthians 11, and then John 13. It doesn't really chat about communion, but there's like a prelude. There's like, I think there's something about wash, there's something about washing feet. The fact there's hardly any verses on communion made it really easy for you to check about repentance because I'm doing this Bible-based. I'm not just going to be like, I don't think so. Like, I've, I've gone and read about it. So when we come to take communion, there's, it isn't like, a time of repentance specifically. It's not like, okay, let's come now and repent, which it has been for a lot of people in the past. As a, sometimes there's like a, all right, have your bread, have your wine, say sorry for everything, which isn't quite, it's not to say you can't in that moment feel like, okay, I need to repent. It's, it's not that, wait, I've, I need to slow down on my scrolling. It's not to say yeah, you can't. It's not to say you can't have a little repentance time during communion if you feel that need. If you feel that okay, I've something in me stirred because there's the grace of God during during communion. You experience that grace and you feel it, and there could be some stirring. There could be so that's if you need to, that's fine. But it's not the time where we all come together, have a little snack, and say sorry for everything we've done. 
biggest thing in all all those verses, all I don't remember four four and a half of them is remembrance. Do this in remembrance of me. It's every day, every time. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me, all the time. And repentance is good and important, but it's not the focus. So when we take part in communion, we have to focus on the remembrance of what Jesus did and who he is. And to do remembrance, you don't need to repent. So that's that's where I'm at with that. So, But again, like I said, a lot of people say, you, this is the time of repentance. This is the time you come and say sorry for everything. But it's a remembrance. It's about remembering Jesus, acknowledging what he did, and, and loving and knowing what he's, he's done for us. Um, does, that, does that make sense? Is that? Okay, cool. Um, next one. Not an opportunity to just fill a slot. This one really annoys me. And last time I spoke, I said I'm not going to rant. But this time I might rant. Um, communion serious. It's important. And so often they're like, oh, I reckon we should do communion this some now. And come on then. And then they'll be like, someone will get up there and they'll stand up and they'll tell something nice that happened in the week and that Jesus loves you. And then it's more just them chatting about the week and that they've had a nice time and that they prayed and something good happened. That's fine. Yeah. But it's, this is really important, this communion. This isn't. This is more than just, oh, we'll get them up. They, they can chat all right. It's it's very important, and often it's just it's just like, oh, we'll just do it. It's just something Christians do, and it's not right. Like, it's a communion is a sacrament. We believe that communion is a sacrament, and I'll explain a sacrament because I'm really happy that I said it right as well. Because I really struggled saying it when, like all week I was saying it, I was like sacrament. <laughs> um, but yeah, communion is a sacrament. We have two. We only we only reckon we believe there's two, like two proper. Bible or ordained sacraments, and that's baptism and communion. That's what we're proper keen for. So what is a sacrament? Um, firstly, it's not something we do for God. It's what God has given to us to be closer to him and experience his grace. So when communion is taken for granted and not really given the attention it deserves or not understood as important as it should be, and it's like a wasted opportunity, like it's, it's, it's quite bad, really. It's like, here's an opportunity for God's grace and we're just kind of brushing over it and like, all right, get it done and we'll, we'll head on. Like, what a crazy opportunity we have to just experience God's grace pretty much whenever we want in a community. Like, that's important and it's really important. And it's and it's that feeling of the, the experience of the grace, which is we can't take for granted. And I think that's why so many people don't really understand it because it's brushed over so much and it's, oh, we'll just, we'll just do communion. We're not understanding like, oh, I can experience God's grace this week. And that's when it's really important for, again, like the Christians. Like, my, like that's when it's like I've had a shocker of a week. But I know I can come to church. We're going to have communion. I can experience a bit of grace. It'll, it might not fix my week, but it's going to make it a bit better. And that's really important. Right, what do we think communion is then? A new covenant. So in the Bible, there's lots of covenants in, in there, mainly Old Testament. I only get one in the New Testament. New, and it's called the New Covenant. So, so I'm not going to compare and contrast all the covenants. Um, let's just focus on the new one because it's we don't have time. There's too many covenants. Um, so if you don't know what a covenant is, it's an, an agreement between God and people. Traditionally, the Jews. Um, so, yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. Don't worry. Sorry. 
New co- yeah, so there's a covenant between agreement two people. Um, so, why is this new covenant important then? Why does he say it now? Why did he say it during? Com- why did Jesus say about the new covenant during communion? Because that's what he did. Um, so, Luke twenty two twenty. Um, I forgot to put it on the slide. So, just imagine it's up there. Um, he said, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, "This is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you." So, let's dig that out a bit. New covenant. New covenant in his blood. Blood. Um, So, when this new covenant came in, that's when Jesus was on the cross. That's when he died. And everything was sorted out. Everything was sorted. It was fixed. Sins dealt with. Eternal life, if you want it, with God. And um, a new, real, personal connection with God. That's... The new covenant, in a nutshell, without flat, like chatting loads. That's that's what we've got. No more animal sacrifices. No more taking some lambs and killing them and things like that. No more having to do certain things to be pure. The new covenant is that we are now pure because Jesus died. So this is really important. He chatted. Wow, like, and we're reminded of that during communion. That's really good. Um, so there's a, like there's a joy in communion, isn't there? There's a there's a I take this this bl- this cup and I remember that his blood was poured out for me and there's a new covenant and that I'm I'm pure again. I'm I'm pure in his eyes. That's that's really amazing. I feel like that transitions well from my last point, I don't know. Um Sorry. I should have So last time I spoke, I uh, I told everyone that I'm going to get lost in my notes, and I'm just going to pause. I forgot to do that this time. But I feel like I've paused less up until now. And now I'm pausing, and now I'm trying to fill the pause, but also not really trying to find my notes properly. So <laughs> I'm literally just looking at the screen and talking to you without anything going in my head. So we're going to pause, <laughs> and it'll be okay. Ah, there we go. <laughs> now, it's not just remembering that Jesus died because the new covenant is fulfilled. It's fulfilled when he rose again. That's, what's the, that's what the joy is. It's not joy that Jesus is dead. It's joy that he's come back to life and he saved us and he loves us. Um, that, that last bit's a bit obvious, but that's, what, that's why the new covenant is so important during communion. That's why it's mentioned. That's why it's... When you start to realize like that, that's where you realize the importance of communion. And again, why we don't just brush over it. We're like, okay, this is this is important. Um, so next one. We're ready for it now. Um, community-based. Again, this one, people, I know people that potentially might have an issue with this. But again, like looking at the Bible and looking at what we see they do in the Bible. And there's there's flexibility for it, but like, let me explain. <laughs> when the Last Supper was taking place, Jesus had all of his mates around him, like, and then that, you know, the other guy who betrayed him. But I don't think he was actually there for during the communion. I think he went off to betray him at that point. But he had the community around him. And 1 Corinthians 11 is probably our biggest, best source for early church communion. Mainly in a bad way of how they did it, but that's what we learned from. So the context in Corinth, 
during communion was everyone was just, just eating way more than they should have done. And there was like a mass mix of culture in there in Corinth as well. It was like really poor, super rich. And all the really poor were just eating all the food. And all the super, well, I know they were doing that. I can't say the super rich were getting drunk, but that's maybe just a bit of a cliche um, that they would. Um, but like that's what was going on. So you had this massive, massive mash of people not really caring for each other, not really doing it right. And the focus wasn't on communion. It was about eating as much as you can and drinking as much as you can, which is maybe why we do the Vimto and the little juice now. Um, so that was bad. And in Paul's critique of this, he tells them you need to stop all that. You need to start caring for each other and all things like that. But what was really important was he tells them all that, but he never, you, could, you would think that an easy option would just be like, just go home and do it on your own. Like, because that's where your food is, and you'll have a bit, and you're like, but he didn't. He said, what did he say? Where was it? Yeah, verse 33 in 1 Corinthians 11 says, So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Still tells him, like, the, if I was Paul, I'd be like, stop. Just go home, do communion there, get your grace, and then we'll come to church. But he was like, no, all come together. The communion is re- commun- community is really important. Um, yeah, there is unity in doing this and um, making this statement of communion. It is made easier and well, a bit more comforting looking around knowing that all these people are with me as well. When we take communion and we say, like, thank you, Jesus, I love you. Like, you've done this for me. Like, being around looking, thinking, okay, these people are with me. That's really, that's really important. That's really nice. And like, it's comforting and you've like, feel a bit, I don't want to say better doing communion knowing there's people with you, but knowing that there's people with you doing communion is really nice. And now, like I said, like people, people do take communion alone and that's, you know what, that's fine. Like you can do that, but the community aspect is still really important. It's really vital with church and you can think about all aspects of church can probably be done on their own, but it just doesn't feel quite right. Like if you're just sat at home doing communion on your own, like you, you will experience the grace of God, but it's the community aspect of we're all in this together is really important and really like vital to it. Um, we're going to move on to a, the next one because it might expand it a bit more. Um, making a statement. This isn't like making a fashion statement or like saying something a bit like bold and edgy. Like This is like the statement, I think, um, that is that I've taken from like Free Methodist theology, free, like the Free Methodist Handbook, and re- I've not like completely changed it, but I've made it in a bit more plain English because, as we discussed before, I'm dyslexic and better to make it understu- understandable. So when we come to take part in communion, we are remembering and acknowledging what Jesus has done for us, and saying we as a community believe that Jesus died for us. And that's it. That's like that's the statement we're kind of making when we we do communion so kind of coming back to my last point making this statement on your own for no one like fine you could you can make that statement for yourself like i said if you've had a rough week and you're like all right communion i believe like that's really cool but being with all these people and saying this what is it acknowledging and remembering that jesus has done for me like that's that's really important making that statement and again that's what i said about the trickiness of non-Christians, but if they can take part of that and they can just begin to understand it, like, I'm, I'm fine with that. But again, come argue with me. 
Um, now, I say this every time, uh, that, oh, I'm coming back to my point. So that statement I read, I say that pretty much every time I lead communion now. You might remember it, you might not. Shows how much pen, uh, attention you're paying, but I can't judge you for that. Um, so, one thing I want to say, I hope that doesn't put weird pressure in taking communion, because it shouldn't. Um, as I've said, like the beauty of communion is you can have a shocker of a week. You could even that week just tell like tell God to do one, like God, bug off, God, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I'd still end up coming to church, take communion, and experience His grace because you're a Christian. Like that's really like that's the the power that's in this. So that's re- like that's that's what the the statement's kind of about of saying no matter what, I take this. No matter what's happened, I can take this and can acknowledge and remember what Jesus has done. Um, sorry, lost my notes again. I fidget. That's what I think I've figured out. I'm like, maybe I need like a fidget spinner because like I keep fidgeting with this and then moving it. And then I'm like, I'm, it's moving too quick in front of my eyes and I'm, I, I bamboozle myself and then I lose it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and side of that of like, you can have a bad week. We can have a really good week and be like, yeah, communion, God's grace, amazing. Like, you can do that also. Um, but it's all about saying, you died, Jesus, you died for me. I believe it. Thank you. So that's that's what communion is then. Um, one more. <laughs> let's wrap this up then. Um, let's try summarize. Let's, okay. I'm going to read these word for word because I want to make sure it's right. Um, communion is not a time of repentance or an opportunity to just fill a gap in a church service and chat about something that's happened and then say Jesus loves you and died for you. Communion is a, is a little weird if we think we're actually eating Jesus, but it is our faith in Jesus that provides the importance when taking part. Um, communion is a sacrament. That's probably the biggest thing here. Like, it's a sacrament. Like, it's an opportunity to experience the grace of God. Just, that's so important. So communion is a sacrament that is a community that is community based, where we can experience God's grace. <laughs> There's a lot of rhyming in this. <laughs> communion is a sacrament that is community based, where we can experience God's grace. The new covenant made by Jesus when He died. When we take part in communion, we say that we believe and accept that Jesus died for us, and with our faith, we believe and accept that Jesus died for us, and with our faith in Jesus. We experience his grace. Right, what do you do with all this information? Yeah. Um, well, you need to, it's important that we understand what we're doing, isn't it? Like I've said from the start, like I've spoken to a lot of people before this and like, oh, I'm chatting about communion. And they're like, oh, that's important. I'd, I'd never thought about that. I never thought like, and they've never actually had someone chats them about communion and I think that's really important because a lot of Christians don't know what they're doing they're just turning up and they're just doing a bit of what's ever at church and then going home and they don't really understand what's going on um, so that's what's important here that you've regardless of if you believe me or like me or agree with what I've said try and understand things that are going on in church, try and understand communion, try and 
dig into it a bit deeper and understand a sacrament and understand God's grace. That's so important that, that that is there. Right. Um, so we're going to take communion um, in a second. I'll pray. Uh, no, I'll, I'll pray at the end of communion. Can't. Can't. The prayer always feels a bit final, doesn't it? So if you pray then, that's like a full stop. But then, st- and then start again and then do another prayer. That's just Christians, isn't it? That's Christian culture. Oh, I've not the water again. Um, did I not explain that? Sorry. For the podcast, I've just been asked to explain what a sacrament is. Um, right. So I said, um, I said it a little. So I said, um, I, what I said was, I'll, I'll try and expel to him. So maybe it's easier to understand with if I use baptism. So um, if you decide to become baptized, um, that is a water baptism. That's the, the I'll go with that one. <laughs> um, it's that decision. It's that p- like a public statement again, making a statement saying I am a Christian, doing this in front of everyone. I'm gonna get dunked, dunked in this water, and there's that statement of I'm gonna be closer to God and. Baptism's baptism's a weird one because you never feel any different. You just feel a bit more wet. But it's the uh, it is the God's grace. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. It's God's. It is just a way to experience God's grace. So hmm. I'm glad no one asked me any other questions before. (laughs) Um, Does that make sense, Lucy? No. It's a way of experience God's grace. So when we come to take communion, it's the God's grace that comes down. And God's, eh, I don't think it comes down. Go on. With a, a good result. <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're vital. They are vital because for me it is the God's grace thing. So when you think about it, when else? Think about moments where you would experience God's grace. You could say worship um, during prayer and then reading the Bible. And then a Holy Spirit moment. Um, those are kind of the times you'd experience God's grace. But then having a set, um, uh, it's having a set um, time of once a month, or the baptism of that statement. This is a, an outpouring, maybe an outpouring of God's grace. I don't know if I explained this right, but it is all. It's just about God's grace. It's just about an opportunity. No, I don't like that word either. Um, a moment, mm, yeah, maybe a moment. It's better than that, though. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, better than I could have said it. Um, Evie, what are you going to say? Evie, what do you say? Yeah. Hmm. How do I know, personally? I test it. Um, so, easy example is why I moved to Manchester. So, I, I reckon February 2021, I was fed up of being around Preston. It was, I was just done with it. And um, it's boring. Sorry, Esther, I know you still live there. <laughs> um, and like, I was, not just that, like me personally, I was just done with being there. I was like, okay, well, I need to go away. I need to go somewhere. I just, and I was like, right, I'll, I had all these stupid ideas. I was gonna go to Ireland. I was, I was gonna go. Um, there was this really old dude that I, like I used to like watch his like talks and like he's called like Bruce Wilkinson and like I thought it was amazing. Like I was gonna email him and ask if I can come like study under him and like all these stupid things. And then like, um, like I, I, I me and Matt were, like kind of half mates at that point and like I debated coming like Manchester and like seeing what he was saying and and then like I just had a few mates. I had like I had one night where I thought maybe I'll just move to Manchester because I was studying in Manchester at the time. I thought it's easier. It's like it's still half running away from like the all the things that annoyed me. And then like that next day, um, one of my close friends was like, "You ever thought about going away somewhere for a bit?" In a nice way, not just telling me to go away, but they just said that, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Like I just thought about that last night. So I thought, okay, well let's let's dig into that. So I prayed about it, and then nothing happened for like three months. And then I thought, I still like the idea because I still don't want to be around it. So then I, uh, <laughs> you're laughing at that. <laughs> um, so then I thought, right, I'll, I'll start chatting to people about it. So actually, <laughs> it's a good job Matt's not here. I, uh, I, I rang Matt, I was like, what do you think about this? He said, no. <laughs> he said, no, I don't think so. Like, no. And I was like, all right, okay. Well, I was like, well, I think so. Um, and then there is God in this, sorry, as well. There's, there were moments in this where I was like, like it felt like God was like, okay, like you, this is right kind of thing. And um, then I chatted to some more of my friends, like close people to me that I knew they were Christians. They prop, like really good Christians. Like, and I'd say to them, I was like, what do you think about this? And then they'd, all the ones I said to you, like, you know what? I was just chatting about that the other day with someone that it'd be really good for you if you went somewhere and like just expanded yourself kind of thing. I was like, all right, okay. I was like, right, well then this seems a bit right then. Like I'll keep praying about it. And then the opportunity finally came like, okay, I can move, but I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't, didn't really have a job or money. And I was like, right, okay, let's just try and just get more student loan, <laughs> which wasn't really happening. And then I just, through the look of like, well not look, through God helping me out, I'll say, I got like a really cheap flat right next to uni, like without trying. Like, I'd, like Lucy was just like, oh, I've heard about this. Went around to their house and they were like, yeah, you can move in in September, that's fine. Like, that was it. So like that's, uh, does that, is that a, an okay example? Sometimes, yeah, and sometimes, sometimes it's really hard. That's the thing with God 
working and speaking, it's not like, there's no set way. That's how you don't know. That's why you have to like check and ask people like, and read the, maybe read a bit or pray a bit be like, is, and you're like, you're kind of saying, is this right? And then like, if something happens and you're like, step forward and like, well, it's closer. And then you keep going, is this right? And you could go all the way and keep saying, is this right? And then get to the last step and he goes, no. <laughs> and you're like, I thought it was right. <laughs> and just like, no, I am peace. I do have peace about it. Um, but yeah, it is, it's all about testing it in the right way and not just doing it. And it's a bit of trying to just trust in God that whatever is, is going to be right. And that is, that's the thing as well. Like there is a mad peace and like I've not regretted my decision once and I didn't, like it was really easy for me to come here and like a load of really bad stuff happened as well when I moved here. I had a terrible car crash and got awful anxiety and like I was ruined but I was absolutely happy being here. Like, so like God works and he puts his grace on it but it doesn't mean the the real good thing is always, the thing you he thought you'd go and do is going to be real good as well. Um, yeah. Should we do communion? <laughs> Um, so you should have your little cups. Give us a wave if you don't. Yeah. So just careful with them, as uh, I always say. Like, so there's the the top layer for your bread, and then the one underneath for the the juice. The bread's stale. It's awful, but um, it's not nice. So take take communion in your own time um, contemplate what I've said whatever or just contemplate your week Con just focus on God but the, the, the key thing is done for us and saying we as a community believe that Jesus died for us so in this moment take communion in your own time but just that remembering and acknowledging of what Jesus did dying on that cross sacrificing himself creating that new covenant that we are no longer like trounced in sin and there's an opportunity for us now there's an there's a opportunity of God's grace so um, we'll do this we'll have communion, we'll have a pause and then we'll close <laughs>